the only chance we've got is both of you. Ant-Man and the Wasp teaming up. Follow my lead. She seems more intense. You go low, I'll go high. I have wings. Why would I go low? We're gonna die. I don't wanna die. We didn't die! Hey, what'd I miss? We were just tiny! Hello and welcome back to Fan Critical. Um, yes, we are here covering a Marvel movie. It's one of our staples, John. We love covering uh, Marvel films. Well, certain Marvel films, yeah. I'm joined by John. You just heard me reference him there. Hello. How, you, how you doing, mate? Good, mate. Really good. Yeah? Yeah. We'll come on to the thoughts in the film in a second. I just want to apologise uh, for the fact that we haven't done any films recently. Awful. A little bit of, of background. Here in the UK and around the world, it was the World Cup, mm. uh, the Football World Cup, the Soccer World Cup, if you're American. And unfortunately, because of that sort of major event, which sort of envelops the nation here in England, all cinema releases sort of get pushed until after the World Cup is finished. So the film that we're reviewing today, Ant-Man and the Wasp, unfortunately in the UK didn't get released here until August 7th, uh, which is a whole month after um Obviously, it's release uh, in America and mm. I believe Australia. So, you know, that's why we haven't really been able to do any films because they just haven't released them until everyone could be bothered to go to the cinema. Well, yeah, but it was worth it because England bloody won the World Cup, didn't they? Oh, John, if only, if only. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was going to happen this 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 time, but no more anguish, more pain, but better. Better yeah. than before. We'll move it on. We'll we'll move it. We'll move it on. <laughs> so we're here to talk about Ant Man and the Wasp, and just a quick spoiler warning: we're going to be discussing all things Ant Man and the Wasp, but also pretty much all of the MCU because there's been a lot of films up to this point. So we're going to talk about all things MCU. So if you haven't seen necessarily all of the moving parts of the MCU that and you don't want to hear any spoilers then feel free to switch off but don't worry if you've seen Ant-Man and the Wasp I'm pretty certain you've seen Infinity War and all of that jazz so John you didn't like the original Ant-Man no famously I didn't like it and I guess uh, I, I quite like the character of Ant-Man Scott Lang um, well Hank Pym really yeah yeah the original the more, Ant-Man yeah, yeah he's the more interesting Ant-Man and then they cast Paul Rudd, mm. um, obviously, is, is Scott Lang, and um, I like Paul Rudd. Yeah, he's I do. I genuinely do. Yeah. I just don't like him in this Marvel Cinematic Universe. You is don't it, think he belongs to be there, do you? No, he, he doesn't belong to be there. He's uh, he's not... He's What's he doing in this, man? Like, And again, and we'll get onto it in the rest of this review, and uh, look, you know, straight off the bat, I think this is a better film than... The first Ant Man. Yeah. I do, genuinely. Yeah. And I enjoyed it. But it just feels like a comedy mm. in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And that's not really what I'm watching it for, to be honest. Yeah. You, you, so I don't want to compare it to, to, to other sort of comedic 
films in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but say something like uh, Thor Ragnarok or Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. you see those as, as far more important, as far more sort of relevant. And you're just well, saying... Well, we know they are. Yeah, but you're just saying that this is a smaller... <laughs> it's too small scale, pardon the pun, oh. for you to sort of really invest in the characters. Uh, maybe it's just Paul Rudd. It's just Paul um, Rudd. I feel sorry for him now. Because I think he's excellent in this film. I really like him. And I, and, and I think we need... You know, not all the Avengers can be Thor. We need some regular Joes in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I understand that. Like, I, I, I like his. Um, look, again, I'm, I'm not. This isn't a one blueberry. No. And um, uh, just to interrupt you there, we're going <laughs> to blueberry the films, um, and we blueberry everything. Be it our Castle Rock podcast or our Westworld podcast or our Walking Dead, we blueberry everything that we do. And uh, the blueberry system is thus. One or zero blueberries is bad. Five blueberries is the maximum and the best, and there can be no halves. So, John, what's your blueberry, please, my friend? I am going to give it three blueberries out of five. Better than I thought you'd give it, considering I I know you dislike the first one. Yeah, I mean, I I never got the opportunity to blueberry Ant-Man. Correct. Um, But if I had done, it would have been, like, maybe a two. That's mental. But anyway... Maybe a two. Well, you know... Possibly a one. I really enjoyed this film. Like you said, it is a comedy. Uh, it is just a, I think it's just a good comedy film. Like yeah. there's, there's there's so many funny jokes in there, so many recurring jokes which are brilliant. Mm. I like the supporting cast. I just think it's important to note that this is Marvel's first venture into a sort of female-led movie to an extent. Obviously, DC you had Wonder Woman, and we know with Marvel that we have Captain Marvel coming out in February prior to the release of Infinity War Part Two. That's a working title. No one knows what the title of the next Avengers film is. Yeah. But um, And that's obviously going to be extremely important um, in the Marvel uni- cinematic universe. Mm. But this is the first time there's been a female lead in a Marvel film. 20 attempts they've had, John. 20. Yeah. What do you think about that? Yeah, it's good. And um, the director um, of this, uh, Peyton Reed. Yeah, Peyton. Um, Pate. Pate. He, uh, when discussing the, the possibility of doing a second movie, uh, allegedly he wasn't interested in doing one that wasn't, the one that didn't have Wasp as a co-star of this film. Yeah, it makes sense though, doesn't it? Um, as a director, I think he finds it a little bit more interesting to to have a, a lead female character. Yeah. Um, and she's far more capable than, say, Scott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which absolutely. is the interesting, you know, thing about it. She's yeah. she's the capable sort of member of the Avengers here. Mm. Scott is a bit of a bumbling sort of buffoon who sort of does the right thing and yeah. always does, you know, he always comes good. But she is the hero, essentially. She's our stereotypical strong hero. I enjoyed this film. I did think it was funny. Um, it just doesn't feel like... It's that necessary? Yeah, I I completely understand that, especially with its uh, placing in the in the in the sort of where it's placed in the timeline of the MCU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll give it my blueberry. I, I think it was a because we got a bit sidetracked, but I think it, I think it's a four out of five. I really enjoyed it. Um, I like. I, and this is weird. I went on my own, and I do that sometimes. I go I go to cinema oh, on my said. own. And I go. It's fine, mate. It's fine. I went on my own. <laughs> And I was laughing. I was having a great time. Um, so I'm going to give it a four. I understand what you mean about the importance of it, though. Like it doesn't really, doesn't really necessarily fill in any, informa- any information which is going to change the MCU. However, mm. I've got some pieces of information later on which, which, which might prove that it's more important than you think, John. Yeah, and well, and that maybe. could change your perception of it, perhaps. So, like you said, let's focus on where it's set. So yep. this film happens two years after the events of Civil War and a matter of 
weeks or months before the events of Infinity War. Yeah. So people haven't disappeared yet. Mm. We haven't lost half of the literal population of the universe. It'd be weird if it was set after, wouldn't it? Well, that would just be depressing. <laughs> It'd be the most depressing film. This is why you didn't necessarily maybe think it's important because you already know that the heroes fail eventually, you know, in a couple months' time. Well, yeah. Look, I understand there are certain things and uh, I guess we'll get on to uh, the, the end credit scene right at the end, but oh, yeah. um, which is fascinating. And um, yeah. uh, But that that's all I took from, from this film, I guess. Like, that, like that's If you've seen a film like Infinity War and the next film that you want to see, you, you want to be either seeing a new character uh, in some other dimension or timeline or whatever. Yeah. You don't want to go back to a very, uh, in the crux of the uh, the MCU, a minor character. Yeah. Um, and then just run with a very smaller story. Like mm. It's kind of like, I don't really care about um, Janet being stuck in the quantum realm. Quantum realm, I don't. Well, it's interesting that you mentioned that because obviously thinking about it, we, we have gone from arguably the biggest sort of threat and foe that we've ever seen in the MCU mm. and the scope of it is universal as in like touching trillions upon trillions of lives have been affected yeah. by the outcome of Infinity War Yeah, to essentially what is a family-centered film, a film literally focusing on just a, a family, you know, a, a mother. In all regards, it's it's very parental. This film, you know, the the, the theme about parentage is is all through it. Mm. But essentially, it's about rescuing Janet from the quantum realm. Yeah. Um. So you're right. It is a bit of a, a bit of a jump, a bit of a jump from sort of weighty aspirations of the film. But I think it kind of works. And I think you you know if you take it for what it is and you just you know ignore Infinity War. I know it's hard. Yeah. Just ignore it. And sort of just, you know, we don't always have to have a big bad character um, that is going to destroy the world for X, Y, Z reasons. It's nice to have things which are more grounded in reality. And taking the first Ant-Man as a sort of example, it was a heist movie. Mm. Um, And this is also a sort of heist movie, you know, getting the treasure from a location, the treasure being Janet from the quantum realm, you know, and there's a lot of moving parts that by the end of the film sort of, you know, all working in tandem with each other. Yeah. I think everyone was aware that nothing major was going to happen in this film. Yes. Um, I actually had the same complaint about Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Um, and that's not, I love that film as well. I, I think that uses humour very well, um, but I wouldn't say it goes out to be a comedy. Yeah. It still has... I, I mean, that film actually does have a big bad, but... yeah. Um, you know, it works. Yeah. But yeah, I, I do agree. And I guess, uh, you know, one of our other podcasters, I know I know Gareth, yeah. 100% would uh, would love the, the smaller scale stuff because yeah. that's one of his big worries with uh, with Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah, he does prefer the smaller scale stories, that's for sure. Tiny, tiny stories. Tiny stories, nothing to do with his height at <laughs> all. Um, so Scott Lang, we pick him up here, uh, sort of... Mm, under house arrest, because after the events of Civil War, he's obviously, you know, made his bed and now he's got a lie in it. He's agreed to be under house arrest because he is not allowed to use his powers. Not really that he has any powers. He's not allowed to use the suit. He's not allowed to contact Hank or Hope uh, Pym. He basically has to invent ways to entertain himself. Yeah. 
the use of humour is excellent in this film. My favourite recurring joke of the whole film is the fact that he's learnt close-up magic. Yeah. Which yeah. was genius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it runs throughout the whole film, even has a bit of a payoff with the ending. Yeah. And his supporting cast of Luis and his uh, security team once again steal the show at certain times, especially in reference to Truth Serum. That yeah. was one of the funniest things yeah, yeah, I've seen yeah. in the cinema this yeah. year. Again, I guess coming back to uh, the stuff that, that this film does well, I think what they're trying to show is that he's just like this uh he's an average joe that's like trying to be a good dad yeah like that that's what he's trying to do and and if you look at the rest of the avengers mm. i mean are any of the, have any of them got kids hawkeye hawkeye is also yeah, yeah, but i mean he's he's yeah. even worse than ant-man in the fact that he's just completely overlooked fan favorite though well yeah i mean he's he's quite a cool character and i'm yeah. sure you know, he'll play a major role in uh, in the fourth one. And it's interesting that he's in the same situation as Scott here under house arrest yeah. with his family. So so the two family sort of, like we just said, sort of family guys are under house arrest. Family guys. Yeah, not like that. Not Peter yeah. Griffin. <laughs> but no, so the relationship between Scott and his daughter was extremely important in the first uh, Ant-Man. Mm. That is also extremely important in this film. Mm. Do you like Cassie? She's a great little, uh, great little actress. Loving the uh, the recurring gag about um, Scott being the greatest grandmother in the world. That is great. Is. That is great, actually. Uh, and then when she says that toward the end as well, mm. you can do anything. You're the the best grandma in the world, or whatever. Yeah, it is. very good and uh, hilarious. Did you know that in the comics she is a becomes an Avenger? Um, I didn't know it for fact. Uh, yes, but I know that there are some rumours about kind of where the story could have gone. And, yeah, uh, which would be ridiculously fascinating. So, in this film, they're kind of setting up the fact that you know she says to to Scott, her dad, that she wants to be his sidekick. He he needs someone to like look after. Her. Obviously, Scott interprets that as the Wasp, and you know Evan Janine, Lily's character. Um, but in the comics, she Cassie Lang does become a young Avenger. She becomes an Avenger. She has the same powers as her father because she gets exposed to the pin particles and then she can now shrink and grow at will. Yeah. So there's a bit of room to play with there. That could be quite fun mm. to have her, you know, she's a bit young at the moment, I think. But What would you call her? She's called Stature. Oh, no, but, you know, they don't have to go that, that way, do they? What would you call her? So you got Ant Man, you got the Wasp. Ant Man, the Wasp. I'd go with Hornet. Okay, I was worried where you were going with that one there. To be honest, why? I thought you were going to say Horny. I was like, what? What is wrong with you? What the hell was wrong with you? No, man? Hornet. It's another form of insect. Okay, well, Hornet. I, I would go with uh, Ladybug. Okay, yeah, yeah, very non-threatening. Well, no, but the wings could be like shields. She needs protecting. She's only a little one. I like the way you're making a whole new hero here. She, well, just, that's what I mean. Yeah, okay, right. Ladybug. Well, you, don't worry about have... stature. That sounds like a ladybug. So when she's ladybug yeah. and saves them all in... Yeah. In she could change the colours of her spots as well to, to denote different things. Well, yeah, things. to denote that she's a bad person now. Yeah. A villain. Um, she could turn. Well, That'd I be a good one, wouldn't it? Yeah. Ant-Man 3. Yeah. Uh, and the ladybug. Thanos and ladybug. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What did you do if they got together? <laughs> um, so I think they're setting up Cassie 
hopefully for future films. Yeah. Hopefully for future films. Um, but Seems it, doesn't it? Yeah. Sticking on this theme of parentage, um, you've obviously got Hank and Hope uh, trying to find Janet. Did I know you said you didn't like the idea that you didn't really care about finding Janet in the quantum realm. But I know you like Hank Pym. Yeah, I do, yeah. You think that Michael Douglas just adds a bit of weight to this weathered... He's the original Ant-Man, so he adds yeah. a lot of weight to him. And every time we see him, I can't, I kind of think, like, I want to know more about what stories you had kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I get his need um, to want to go back and see if she's still alive. Yeah, he feels uh, responsible. Yeah, yeah, which is fine. Um, I don't have a problem with that. It just... Uh, that being kind of the the center story of this second film for me it was just kind of like well if this was before infinity war i'll probably yeah. just run with it yeah um but yeah you you are right i do like hank pym i think that there are far more interesting things about hank pym and uh wasn't he like an alcoholic that beat his wife and stuff in the comics he's, so i think he's a bit he's got dark elements very to him. very dark character um, and they kind of try to allude to that um, in a very like, um, they, like they try and make out like he's a fucking Steve Jobs kind of character where yeah. um, he's obsessed with success and and sort of fucks everyone else over to it, to get there kind it, of thing. It does seem that he does fuck everyone else over to get where he wants to be. Mm. Um, and we'll come on to some characters in a minute, which yeah. you know get introduced in the film. Um, I like the dynamic between Hank and Hope in this film because obviously in the first film they were very much uh, opposed to one another. They had to pretend they were that way to fool um, yet the Yellow Jacket. Yeah, and they also, you know, were generally opposed because <laughs> Hank didn't want or entrust Hope with the abilities that you know that her mother once inhabited of the Wasp character. Yeah, so there was a, they were constantly sort of fighting or at odds with one another. Yeah. Whereas in this film, Hank is completely trusting of Hope and given her the reins now to the Wasp, which mm. I think just makes it for a lot more sort of, you know, more fun film. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? And, and the the relationship between Scott and Hope is the one that is, is essentially the more polarising one, like the first film, because they, they were also sort of opposed to each other. Mm. And we know that there's a bit of a relationship going on there. Yeah. So... At the end of the first Ant Man, you had Hope and Scott Lang sort of, you know, start, you know, really warming up to each other. Oh. Obviously, he's gone off to Germany in Civil War, taken all the gear, got them, got them all. <laughs> when not, you say he's taken not, all not the gear, not that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not narcotics. No. Well, I don't know. He might have had a really good time in Germany. <laughs> but, <laughs> who knows? But because he took the Ant Man suit. It means that Hank and Hope are now also blacklisted on the run from the government because of the accords. Yeah. yeah. Because of the Civil War bloody accords, those yeah. fucking pieces of paper that mean that you have to act under the will of the government, essentially, and you can't just go doing what you want. Um, so they're, rela- so they're re- well, kind of. <laughs> so their relationship is completely strained. Did you like seeing them grow closer together in this film? I know you're a bit of a softie at heart mm. uh, and you love a little rom-com. Very soft heart. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, did you like it? Did you, did you melt? Uh, well, I didn't melt. I mean, come on. Are you sure? Well, maybe. I don't know. Um, no, look, I, I think they've they've got a good um, dynamic, don't they? I think, I think they've got a fun dynamic because she's she's the 
you know, as I said, the stereotypical stronger one. She's yeah. the hero that you are actually relying on to enact the plan. Mm. He's the bumbly sort of... He's punching. He's definitely punching. 100% <laughs> punching. He can't believe his luck. Yeah. He's been to prison, right? So, this, this, you know, let's look at him. He's been to prison. He's not had the best of runs. You know, he, he almost lost custody of his, of his daughter. Now, he's an Avenger and he's going out of her. Yeah. He's got Mental. Very, very poor security company at this point. His security company. Yeah, ex-con, yeah. It's because they're ex-cons, yeah. Well, yeah, but even then, like, I mean, you'd think he'd... I mean, he knows Tony Stark, for God's sakes. He does know Tony Stark. I know, they're at, you know at, they're at war, but... They are at war. But come on. Well, John, you know, it's not all easy being an Avenger. Well, clearly not. I clearly mean, he's, not. He's not used it well. Let's talk about your least favourite uh, character of the film, Ghost. Arguably the sense. So there's two, are uh, you know, two sort of villainous type characters in this film, and I use that term loosely, loosely because neither of them really are sort of villains. You've got the black market guys, um, who they are, are villains. They are villains, but they're just stupid. They're just what like, do you mean? They're just sort of comic relief, really, aren't they? They're there just to sort of be funny, like really, like as a foil, mm. right? And then you've got Ghost or Ava, um, who you think is a villain for a first chunk of the movie. And then obviously her motivations are very much uh, revealed to be the fact that she has to do what she's doing. She you... doesn't have to do what she's doing. What, what do you mean? Well, she could just go, all right, well, rather than me try and kill everyone. Yeah. I'll just accept that I'm just going to disintegrate and just do that. Yeah. Would you do that, John? No, absolutely not. Mm. I'd go mental and kill everyone. But So you're very, you're relating to her. <laughs> so why don't you like her? I'm not having a go at the actress, by the way. Um, you know, she she can only deal with what she's been given, I guess. But yeah, which isn't a lot, to be fair. It's just, I mean, the whole character's a bit stupid, isn't it? I, 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 it, I, I look at that character, that, that wouldn't be out of place in, like, uh, the Fantastic Four in the 90s. Mm. Like... You'd think we've moved on a little bit. Like, a fucking character that is... So sometimes they can go through things and sometimes they can't. Mm. And they're a bit like a ninja. And But at the end of the day, they have to recharge themselves. It's like, oh, come on, man. Like, what is this? I think it ties into the whole quantum realm thing. No, of course which it is, does. Which is extremely interesting. Which is fine. But come up with something better. Yeah. Like have it that the quantum realm's fucking leaking or something so that there's no real villain but other than those I guess those security guys or whatever or the giant water bears that you see in the quantum realm. Yeah. What would they do? They're terrifying. Yeah, I don't know though. I mean they're supposed to be lovely but they they, they looked all right. They looked they? all right and then they went and they a bit were mental. Like, right, I'm going to eat this thing now. Tart- the tardigrades, ah. that's what they're called, tardigrades. Yeah. Use my scientific Disgusting. terms. Disgusting. But no, Ava, you know, she and this theme of parentage is also very important because <clears throat> Her father was affected by uh, what we believe to be the selfishness of Hank Pym to try and forge his own research, which then led to her being, you know, con- in- contaminated with the quantum realm sort of mm. waves. And uh, how is she surviving that? How, how is she surviving that? Um, but then we also have uh, Lawrence Fishburne's character, mm. Goliath. Yeah, he's come into the fold as. Another parental figure to Ava. Yeah. So this theme of parents, father and daughters, essentially, is running through mm. through the film. Yeah. Um, 
Did you like him in this film, John? Yeah, yeah. I um, I mean, you can't not like Lawrence Fishburne. Definitely not. He's awesome. Uh, there was an interview of him where they were saying like, you know, how excited are you to be in in this film? And he was like, well, I'm a Marvel guy. I'm even, a Mar- <laughs> even even though he's fucking Perry White. Yeah. In the DC universe. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. He came out and went, look, I'm I'm a Marvel guy. I've always been a Marvel guy. Um, and he pitched. Marvel Studios for several different roles that he could play and then they came back to him and went how about this one he went alright then yeah so he's absolutely that desperate to be in and, that's and awesome. shows I think that's awesome yeah 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 um, he morpheuses it up a little bit I guess yeah he does um, and, and one thing that I will say and, and we haven't mentioned it as of yet one thing that is excellent in this uh, in this film is when you see these superstar um, actors and actresses, or maybe the term is just actors now. This is actors, um, yeah. When they uh, when they use CGI to younger them up, yeah, so good. Yeah, I mean, it's impressive what they can do these days. So good. We're going to look amazing when we're older. I think. <laughs> I think it's going to be like accessible technology that you can just have in your house. So good. But yeah, when uh, when Lawrence Fisherman goes in and finds uh, the little girl, the little ghost girl, yeah. Um, Ava Ghost, yeah, gives her the teddy bear and she yeah. can't hold it. And then he says, "Try again." And then Try she again, does. Yeah. And the look on her little face. Nice that. Um, yeah, Sweet. It was good. Tender and moment. They, but they decided to go with. They didn't try and make a younger-looking version of what Lawrence Fishburne looks like now. Mm. They just went with what Lawrence Fishburne looked like in, yeah. like he looked like uh, like fucking boys in the boys in the hood. Like, what he looked like in that is <laughs> ridiculous. Like, yeah, that's very very so good. very good point. Technology. Loved it. Technology is going mad. So good. Very, very good. But he's obviously Goliath. So we didn't get to see him as Goliath. No. Um, are you disappointed? Uh, they sort of teased it, you know, at the start. He was like, oh, what was your name, Goliath? What's the biggest you ever got? Like, I don't know, I'll tell you what 28 been, feet. And he's I'll like tell you 61 what would have been feet. Cool. Um, and I'll tell you what would have been good. And I'll give you another reason why I don't think it happened. So... I think it would have been good that uh, we got to see an even bigger Ant-Man. Yeah. The bit where he leaves his suit uh, on the side of the wall and then it just deflates. Yeah. I think that would have been cool if that was him, if that was Goliath. Yeah. Breaking the height record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he shrinks and then he's the one that gets arrested and he takes the fall. Yeah, yeah. That would have been good. Scott. Yeah. I think the reason that didn't happen is that he might be integral uh, in saving Scott based on how the film ends. Oh, very good point. I, I will come on to how, you know, Scott's predicament, but that's a very good point. Um, I was disappointed we didn't get to see Goliath. Yeah. Um, especially after we have the sort of scene with them in the in the college, like talking about it all. Um, how tall did you get? How tall did you get? Um, that was slightly disappointing, but I know that they wouldn't have a character like Lawrence Fishburne in this film if if he's not going to be in future films. Yeah. He might be Infinity War Part 2. Mm. Very possible. Yeah. As Goliath, mm. which would be fucking awesome. Yeah. And Killed immediately. He could be one of the ones that dies. <laughs> but they need all the help they can get, mate. Yeah, yeah. As we know. Yeah. I think Ant-Man and this Ant-Man film have arguably the best action sequences in the whole of the MCU. Now, follow me on this. <clears throat> That's bold. I love the way that they turn 
mundane, silly items into like key points of of a of a fight of a fight scene. So, for example. I get a bit tired, and I'm sure everyone does, who watches these superhero films, be it DC, be it Marvel, be it anything, of these over-CGI fights where you're not 100% sure what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sometimes the effects are a bit ropey. I think this film absolutely nails it, and the old one did, by having the ability to shrink and enlarge items at will mm. for comical effects yeah i'm thinking thomas the tank engine in the first one right i'm thinking the hello Kit- kitty pez dispenser yeah, in this yeah, one yeah, yeah. i'm thinking the fact that ant-man can go giant or he can go into the size of like a little midget yeah which was also hilarious yeah, yeah, yeah it was hilarious that he was stuck at this sort of midget <clears throat> height yeah and he couldn't do little, anything little people little toddler like a toddler yeah, yeah, yeah it was hilarious yeah um i love the way that they use the cgi and the action sequences in this film do you do you think it's the best, or are you no, still think, super invested in the sort of? I mean, let, I'm going to say something. Black Panther, which we liked, which we love, mm. the CGI in that film was god awful at times. Yeah. No, look, and as, the end fight in Black Panther, so disappointing. Yeah. It was on that, that stupid train line thing, and it felt so CGI. Yeah. Whereas the fight when T'Challa was fighting Killmonger for for the power of the crown. In the sort of waterfall bit. Oh, I, I think the one where he fights... Um, M'Baku. M'Baku. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what like I mean. That fight yeah. is, is excellent. Yeah, so I just mean like, you know... Less is more. Less is more. And I, what I'm saying is sometimes these films, their climax relies upon... <laughs> <laughs> not like that. Their yeah. climax relies upon these stupid, over-the-top CGI, all CGI fights. Yeah, it's why Transformers is awful. It's why it's awful. But this uses it in a way that blends it so seamlessly into into the actual reality of what's going on, but using these giant props mm. and this funny stuff. I much prefer it. Yeah. It seems that their budget is much better. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Like the Black Panther budget, I don't know where they spent the money on at the end because the end fight was terrible. Worst mm. part of the film. Yeah. But this had excellent CGI the whole way through. Whether it's Ant-Man coming out of the water at... 80 feet or whatever something stupid yeah, yeah yeah or whether it's the giant hello kitty or the giant salt shaker or you know all these crazy things yeah. or the quantum realm which i think looks stunning yeah i mean the quantum realm and we've seen it in doctor strange because when doctor strange has his first sort of trippy experience into the you know the multi-dimensional sort of world that the you know the chosen one makes him see that's incredible yeah the quantum realm, incredible. Mm. It looks like a, it looks like a million dollars. It looks like they spent a million dollars on it. Well, I think um, imagine working on a film like this uh, with a silly amount of money to be able to spend on special effects and yeah. Uh, with the quantum realm, like you just let your imagination go wild, don't you? Hundred um, percent. And you can see that every time uh, they suggest doing anything that's beyond the norm in. Yeah. Uh, Doctor Strange and uh, and in this, um, you know that they must have loved doing it. Yeah, I think being a storyboard artist or some sort of conceptual artist on these some of this Marvel stuff must be incredible. Yeah, it must be like they just have like carte blanche, like like you said, the quantum realm. What is that? Mm. What does that look like? Yeah, and I know we mentioned the tardigrades and the the water bears. That makes sense. You know, yeah. we 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 know through scientific means recently that they exist. <laughs> in in this in this very small microscopic world, yeah. So to suddenly have them as giant and you know 
it's just awesome. Yeah. I absolutely love it. Yeah. Um, Very good. And, you know, I think we're going to be seeing a lot more of the Quantum Realm in Infinity War Part 2, John. Yeah. But just, just to counter your point on the, uh, the big and the small. Yeah. So one of the first films that I saw uh, at the cinema was uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Awesome film. So the idea of, like being small and everything being ridiculously big mm. um yeah i love that absolutely love it um there were points where i felt like it was a bit overdone in this yeah um but i have to say uh i'm not a fan of car chases yes i find them quite dull um in most films yeah uh maybe because i don't drive i don't know but in this it is excellent. It is so good. Yeah, they completely and reinvent just, it, don't they? And just they? shrinking a car, driving under a car that's chasing you, and then enlarging it so you just flip the other car. That is mental. Yeah, and that's a very good point. They completely reinvented some 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 sort of car chase stereotypes. Yeah. The Hot Wheels box where he's got like... <laughs> it's so all, good. It's all the little Hot Wheels cars, and you get to choose which one you got, and then Luis gets the sort of ridiculous, literal, stereotypical Hot Wheels car <laughs> at the end. Yeah. Um, just so so good, yeah, and, and, and that car chase was was absolutely bang on. Yeah, um, in San Fran as well, was it not? It was San Fran. Yeah, be- so, be- looked beautiful. Yeah, so good. Uh, I think we should get to the point of the film that we all care about, which is Janet. Uh, Janet gets gets rescued by Hank um, amidst all of this chaos that's going on. Uh, she gets rescued, um, and the interesting thing about Janet now, John, is the fact that she has quantum powers. Yeah. What are your thoughts, mate? Well, what do you think my thoughts are? I think you hate it. Yeah. So I, I turned to Michelle when that happened. Yeah, I was like, this is what the wife. fuck is this? Yeah. Yeah, sorry, Michelle's my wife. Uh, I was like, what the fuck is this? And she was like, no, it makes sense because of the uh, the cosmic energies. And I was like, no, no, no. She's been down there for 30 years, mate. So what? Like, fucking hell. I've got more questions about her existence anyway. Yeah. What's she eating? Like, what think, is she eating? I don't think you need to eat in the quantum realm, mate. Well, yeah, and, like, the loose uh, usage of uh, non-aging, but but she has aged, but she shouldn't have aged. Yeah. Based on the fact that time doesn't work um, like our time works here. Correct. So what's going on? You're right about the time it's thing. It's too convenient. Yes. But, but the thing I can't get over is, where has she got, like, this cloak and the spear thing from... And again, what is she eating, man? She's been hunting tardigrade. Have you not listened? You'd go mental, though, wouldn't you? You'd yeah. go absolutely mental yeah. if you were stuck in some... Psychedelic LSD trip. Yeah, yeah, just constantly. I mean, I'm assuming she doesn't even sleep while she's down there. No. Um, just trying to get your head around the fact that you no longer need to eat. Because I'm not convinced she's eating those bear things. You're not no convinced? Way. No. That's the only thing I could think Disgusting. of, Dan, that you eat. Like dust mites or some shit. Yeah, they're like giant that. dust mites, mate. I know, but it's still going to be dust, surely. Yeah. It's just disgusting. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, the one thing for me, when, when she broke out and she went, oh, hold on, come over here. Give a, I'll give you some of my energy and that. I bet you were hating oh, that. I fucking hell. I did think when I watched that bit, I was like, oh, John's going to hate this. Oh, God. I just... Uh... It's worrying now that when I watch films, I start thinking about what you're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> it's but, a worrying time for us both. It's just... Come on, man. I understand your dislike of it, and I do think it's extremely convenient that she can just come out and heal Ava. Um, 
But I do think this idea of quantum energy is going to be very, very important, especially in something like Infinity War. Um, and I think it will help explain certain powers, maybe in relation to Captain Marvel, potentially, mm. in relation to ways to stop Thanos. Um, and I think let's come on to that now, because the end credits scene, John, Scott, has impeccable timing as we know <laughs> decides to go into the quantum realm to pick up some of this quantum energy which you have just stated that you dislike yeah to goes hear, down there and picks it up in a jar picks it up in a jar that is like a video game that yeah what it is is like you go to five locations collect well yeah I mean, five bits of quantum like, energy reminded me of um like link in like the zelda games where yeah. you've just got like empty jars and if you just swing it in a direction, you'll like catch a fairy or you'll get like red potions right. or whatever. If you're having a go at Ocarina of Time, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go mental. No, I'm not having a go at that. It's one Good. of my favourite games ever. Yeah. But I don't want to see Good. it on the screen. Right, okay. Uh, and that, I mean, yeah, just... Bloop. Oh, right, there you go. I've got the healing energies. Don't make me oh, laugh. Come on. But um, <laughs> he's gone down there to get the healing energies, which you dislike. And... We, I think even you dislike that term. Yeah, yeah, yeah I do. Yeah. yeah, but we've got uh, Hope, Hank, and Janet outside. You know, doing all the calculations, mm. right, or whatever. Yeah. And he's gone into the quantum realm, and then the moment they didn't reply on comms, I was like, "Oh fucking hell!" Yeah. You know what's happened here? Oh don't yeah, you? yeah, yeah. All three of them, mate. That's brutal, isn't it? Yeah. Good though. It, why? Because you don't like Janet and her powers. Well, no, but it sort of doesn't really make sense in terms of the... You almost want to see an equal amount of people go in that scene. Because yeah. at the moment, yeah. it doesn't look like it's very equal. No. Um, three, all three have gone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, it is but, at random. But this, but this is what... Yeah, I know, I know. Um, but this is why I feel like... Or is it at random? Or maybe they they all went because... And I'm just speaking as someone who's... We don't know much about the dissolving thing other than it takes half of the... Um, half of the universe right yeah but if say hank were to, if one of the if one of the parents were to go then she would never have existed uh i don't think it works that way no neither do i but i just it's an interesting thought maybe yeah, yeah. i don't know no because then well, imagine that then imagine like how the glove would have to be like oh well, well, don't don't kill that one because <laughs> the glove does not it, choose he had six kids the glove isn't like a character well, now, no because now we've gone over half Oh fuck's sake! Bring some back. Exactly half. Unbelievable. Um, yeah. So uh, I don't think that's the case. So he's got bad timing. He's stuck in the quantum realm, mate. They're all gone. He's stuck there. Do you think? Go on. He has avoided the the snap, not because of random, but because he's in the quantum realm. Correct. Well, I, you think that's why? I think the fact that he's in the quantum realm. Um, means he avoided any potential snappage that happened to him. Okay. Um, my biggest concern is how's he getting out? Mm. Uh, and you alluded to it in the main cast. Well, uh, I think it might be Goliath. Goliath. Yeah. Because obviously, maybe he's waiting to get the juice that will fix Ava, right? Yeah. The quantum energy. Well, so yeah. she's waiting for a delivery of that stuff. Oh, I'll give him my sweet quantum energy. Yeah. Um, so he'll be like, "Oh, where have they gone?" And then he'll track. He'll use the tracker to find the tunnel, like he did earlier in the in the film. Yeah. So yeah, I think Goliath's a safe bet. But I want to talk to you about the quantum realm, and I want to see if you think it's going to be integral 
uh, to the defeating of Thanos. Yes. Okay. Is that yes? You think it will be? Or yes? No, I think it will be. You think it will be? Yeah. So you're going more along the lines of. I almost feel like. Yeah. The the um the place where they're all going and they are they're obviously all going somewhere. They're not just disappearing. Forever. Soulstone, the Soulstone. Yeah, I almost feel like you can get there through the quantum realm. I almost feel like the 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 other thing that could happen is Ant Man doesn't get out; he just bumps into the rest of them in the quantum realm. That would be interesting. Mm. What if you could see them all? Wow. Yeah. So we, the working theory, and based on the comics and everything, is the fact that everyone that has been snapped has gone into the Soul Stone. Yeah. Which is why we get that very clever scene with Thanos and Gamora before, yeah. as soon as he does the snap, where she says, "Did you do it?" And he said, "Yes." Was it was it hard? Yeah, it was impossible or whatever. You know. Oh well, yeah. What what did it cost? Everything? What did it cost? Everything. Yeah. Um. And that that orangey plane mm. is the soul stone where all of the souls will now be going and it is the job of the remaining avengers to find a way to free them mm. and bring them back and you think that the quantum realm might be a doorway to the essentially s- i'm just spitballing yeah, spitballing what about the idea that the quantum realm and you've alluded to it earlier john the fact that time works differently there mm. and it's even quoted as to by janet saying that that you can get sucked into these temporal time fields within mm. the quantum realm. Could they use the quantum realm to undo what Thanos has done? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, uh, I don't know how spoilery we want to get on this, to be honest. Spoiler but, it up, mate. Spoiler it up. I mean, there's a fair few people alluding to the fact that in shooting of the Avengers 4, yes. we see characters... Oh, you mean how spoiler we're going to get in terms yeah, yeah, of leaked yeah. photography? Yeah. I think anyone who's I seen... I mean, there's evidence of... Yeah. Okay, well, look, it's either time travel... Yeah. ...or it's they're just showing scenes or stuff that happened whilst the first battle in Manhattan happened. Yeah, yeah. Very possible. Um, I don't think that's the case. I think it's time travel. I think anyone who's seen Infinity War knows that as soon as Black Panther and Spider-Man went, <clears throat> they're all coming back. Because yeah, 100%. there's no way, you know, Black Panther arguably... It's one of my biggest issues with... Yeah, with the snap. Yeah. I mean, if they had left those two characters, mm. you'd be in a lot more doubt, wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, you'd be like, fucking hell. So the fact that some of those characters who are... At just Let's just look at it from a financial point of view. Money-making machines. Mm. The, the new Spider-Man, Tom Holland, excellent. Made yeah. a lot of money. The Guardians as well. Guard- the Guardians. Groot. <laughs> I mean, essentially, you know, their biggest... Printing money, man. Yeah, it's just ka-ching, Happy Meals, yeah. done. Um, <laughs> and we know you love your Happy Meals, John. So they, there's no way that they're gone forever. So the thing is, they're going to come back somehow. Obviously, time travel is the out. Mm. It is the out at the moment. But I'm hoping that it's more... I would prefer it. And I think using the quantum realm in a way uh, to manipulate time would be a bit of a, a cheat. I'd prefer it if it's just the damage that has been done has been done. So, for example, when Thanos does that snap, yeah. regardless of who's gone, half of the universe, think about all of the injuries and deaths that have occurred because those people have just disappeared. Whether it be they're in a plane, they're in a car... Um, that the society would just almost implode. Play. Do you know what I mean, though? I mean, I mean, <laughs> like pilot disappears. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's yeah, what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So, like casualties, right? Yeah. So there needs to be some serious damage that's been caused. Mm. 
I don't like the idea of just going back and everything's fine. No. Um, however, I do like the idea of the fact that all this damage and death has been caused because <clears throat> there would be millions and billions of deaths because of this anyway. Mm. I like the idea of these heroes coming back and having to deal with their failure. Yeah. That is a str- that is much stronger for me mm. as a storyline and I think will affect future Avenger films. Yeah. The fact that they failed, the fact that billions of people died because of them. That's dark. And yeah, I, and they're I think not going that. They're not taking that route. If they go that way, John. He's not DC. Yeah, dark yeah. Batman. No way. Like, the next Marvel movie isn't opening with fucking Bob Dylan. Like, this mm. is... The Watchmen. Yeah. yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, this is... Oh, look, we've uh, we found the magic potion of life and now yeah. everything's fine again. Yeah. 100% that's happening. Well, I hope it's the other way. But I want to round well, this... Look, you know me, I'd, I'd love the idea of, of that happening. Yes. But it's it's a Disney movie. Yeah, it's a Disney movie. But I want to round this up by talking about, uh, just quickly before we, we finish up on Ant-Man, so we... I think we enjoyed it. I think the general consensus is it's a very good Marvel film. I, think I would the, go and see it. Yeah, I think the general consensus is it's a good comedy. At the end of the day, I think if you like yeah. if you like comedy films, I think I don't really think you need to know too much about what's going on in the Marvel universe. If you've seen the first Ant Man, you could just go see this Ant Man. Do you know what I mean? You don't yeah, really yeah, yeah. need. I don't even think you need to see the first Ant Man to you, go and see. You this. could just go and see it and have a good time. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, Captain Marvel, as we're talking about, is the integral piece of the Infinity War puzzle. Yeah. Are you excited for that in February, John? Yes. Like literally, seen nothing of it. Yeah. No, like. Well, we've seen the end credit scene. Of Infinity War, that's all we've seen of it, which well, yeah, is the yeah, buzzer yeah, yeah. to yeah, yeah. call her. Yeah, um, you know, no trailers or anything. No, like, it's. Um, I'm intrigued. I'm very intrigued, and um, you know, Cal Danvers, Captain Marvel. Mm. Uh, she is one of the most overpowered superhero characters you're going to find. She mm. is essentially Thor level of overpoweredness, and as yeah. we can, as we saw, Thor's weapon even stopped a full Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> Of power at it. Yeah. So, you know, she's gonna she's integral to defeating Thanos. She's mm. integral to um potentially, you know, stopping and reversing the effects of the gauntlet. Another interesting theory, just to mention, was the fact that that they use the quantum realm to go back in time to recruit Carol Danvers right. or to create Carol Danvers. Right. So that she is available to stop <clears throat> Thanos in the future, which is why Nick Fury never called her up to this point. Right. What do you think about that? Uh, yeah, that that'd be interesting. Yeah. Um, because again, like uh, one of the bugbears of the ending of yeah Infinity War is, uh, well, hold on. Why have you not why, called her before? Why have you never broken out before? It's not like I mean, Ultron was pretty bad. Yeah. I mean, Loki invading the planet looked pretty bad at one point. Yes, they definitely. Had, it's know, not like they were like, well, we've definitely got this in hand. They were. They were struggling. Yeah, they were struggling. 100%. So, interesting thought. But, yep. So, the next Marvel outing will be Captain Marvel in February before the May release of Infinity War Part 2, which is the working title. Mm. Uh, there's been rumours that it's called Endgame. I quite like that. Yeah, I, I like that, it. I think that's a very strong yeah. strong title. So, that's it. That's it for Marvel. That's it for Marvel till till February. I know. That is mental, isn't we'll, it? We'll do something else before then. Don't worry, we're doing we're doing lots else before then. No, but I mean Marvel based. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. We, maybe just a catch up. 
Um, just a little Marvel catch up. Yeah, why not? Um, but we have been fan critical. Uh, thank you for listening to us today. If you have enjoyed this, please do subscribe. We are on all of the podcast channels, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. We have many other podcasts. Uh, a show that we're covering at the moment um, is called Castle Rock. It Ooh. is on Hulu. It is set in the Stephen King multiverse, and it's a sort of horror-type thriller show, a mystery show as well, and it's getting excellent reviews. It is easily one of the best things I've seen this year, um, and we're reviewing it weekly. If you have Hulu or a means to watch the show, please do check it out. That's with a inverted commas. Um, please go check it out, um, and if you do like it, uh, subscribe to our Castle Rock podcast, mm. which is uh, Castle Rock Critical, also on any podcast app Stitcher iTunes Spotify all of that jazz we have more films that we're going to be covering very soon we're going to be covering films like The Predator Shane Black's uh, new Predator film which originally I thought looked terrible from the first trailer but the second trailer completely bought into it good cast Mm, very good cast so looking looking very good Mm. Uh, and Shane Black is notorious for sort of slightly dark comedy type scripts so yeah, I, I think yeah, yeah. he'll be really good we're going to cover Aquaman DC's latest sort of um, <laughs> venture into the Justice League world they're giving it a go they're giving it a go um, and I like Jason Momoa so hey look I I thought Justice League wasn't awful it's not awful it's definitely not awful it's no Infinity War that's for sure no, um, we're also going to uh, cover films like Halloween Whoa! the new Halloween the new Halloween uh, Michael Myers his final outing maybe or if it goes well, Absolutely obviously, not. he'll be back yeah. again. Yeah. And of course, Venom, which is a sort of Marvel film. It is a Sony licensed Marvel film. Um, finally seeing, uh, you know, Eddie Brock, a decent Venom, Tom Hardy. We can't go wrong, can hey, look, we? Little uh, rumours of a, of a Spider-Man cameo. making a, a cameo. Yeah, that. well, it, he kind of has to, I think. Mm. I think he has to, but that, I, I'm really looking forward to that. I think the latest trailers for that uh, make Venom look um, suitably it's terrifying. Hardy, like, yeah, he can't he can't fuck this up. Sure, no, he does. He's so good at like having his face covered up with stuff and being a supervillain. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Bane, you got your Venoms. Yeah, and that's it. And that's and I, the two that he's done. Well, no, I'm just thinking. <laughs> even in uh, even in that Christopher Nolan film, Dunkirk, he had a fucking mask on his face for the whole it's film. A pilot, for God's sakes. Yeah, he's definitely not a villain in that. He's no. British. Yeah, saved us all. Hero, absolute hero. Um, but yeah, thanks for joining me today, John. Cheers, mate. Yeah, no worries. And um, we'll be back soon with more movie coverage. Uh, but do check out this channel for anything Castle Rock. Uh, and also check out our Castle Rock podcast. Thanks, guys. See you next time. See Bye. Ya. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at ritual.com podcast.